Hey guys, we are podcasting in the truck. Jake and I are driving to... Heck to the yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, driving down to the final AG Cup qualifying match of the 2020 season. Um, so in the truck, got another hour um, or so, and we decided to record a podcast. So catch up a little bit. We're going to talk about some products, some new stuff we're getting that we're excited about. Uh, we're talking about AG Cup a little bit, a couple matches we just wrapped up. Jake, got a new rifle build coming up, you think? Heck yes, I do. All right. I'm going to do a little ELR build, um, yep. 33XC. So yep. it's big. Been been talking back and forth with Robert at Alma Precision Rifles and uh, Chase Curtis, um, just trying to figure out what, what I want to do. They both uh, really were high on the 33XC and sent me some comparison pictures of the brass which is uh just giant compared <laughs> to everything else i was like okay let's do it so it's the same five 588 bolt face or 590 bolt face as like a lapua case um okay. it does have a little bit more gusto than the than the lapua type cases but i'm i'm pretty excited about it. i'm just gonna do a single shot so it's gonna be a single shot i'm gonna run it on a one piece long action uh, helix action from Curtis, and it's got the round bottom, so it's there's no there's no mag inlet, which just makes it a little stiffer. And mm. uh, integral lug on there as well, and then I'll put a 40 MOA rail on it and let her buck. So is that going to drop in? Will that go in XLR? Like a that's going to go in XLR, uh, kind of a one piece solid bottom as well, because I don't I don't need the the magazine in there. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll be able to add some more weight that way as well. I'm going to run a, a big old fat barrel, an inch 350, probably a, you know, straight for six inches and a straight taper to 1.1 or something like that, which is going to be you know how long pretty barrel beastly. You're doing? Probably 30 inches. 30? Okay. Mine's 32 on my big 338. I think you should stretch it out. Just go 32 like a man or what? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an ELR expert like some claim to be, but I've got I've had some <laughs> I've had some big 338s over the years, but I do think you get some uh, you get a little more speed if you stretch it out, although they get stinking pretty unwieldy, but who cares? It's well, kind I mean, of it's a, a it's tank an ELR, anyway. so I could care less. Yeah. You know, really what I want is I want a single shot gun that has capability to shoot a long ways. Um, and I don't necessarily need some of the real big 375, the real big 338, yeah. the real big 416 type guns. That's not necessarily what I what I need. I want something that's slightly more practical. Um, I mean, I Maybe guess, I guess none good. of this is practical anyway. Yeah, no. But okay, you guys, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys know or are experts on this, uh, maybe in the comments tell us. Just throw your boat out there. Hit us up. 30, 32, 34. Maybe those are the options. Um, anyway, so Peterson Brass, right? It's, uh, I think that's the only people that make the 33XC Brass. Uh, that'll be Peterson. Cool. And then uh, we'll have, um, let's see, the Benchmark Barrel. I'll probably throw a, some sort of big custom brake on it or, or something like that if I can get something from, from uh, APA that's a yeah. little bigger than their normal stuff. I'll probably run that. Um, same trigger tech diamond trigger and uh, 40 MOA base on there, and I'll run a, a Foundation 25 from US Optics. Probably everything's be pretty standard. 
Would you know what? Oh, I shouldn't be asking all this. I don't know if you know it. Uh, expected speeds and, and bullet choice. I have zero clue. <laughs> okay. What, what bullet? <laughs> you know, you have an idea. Is there... uh, yeah, I'm going to run the 300 grain A-tips probably. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. So it'll be, I think the BC on them is like 875 or something. Um, and so the, the G1's for, I don't know what it is. but. That's probably what I'll run. Uh, cool. I've I've looked a little bit about the kind of solid lathe turn one piece type bullets, which you can spin as fast as you want, as slow as you want. You can push them as hard as you want, and because they're one piece, they're not a jacketed bullet like most all other bullets. Uh, you don't have to worry about any sort of deformation. You don't have to worry about anything cool. um, happening. But um, right now, I'm leaning. I just have had such good luck with the A tips. That's what I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be running, probably. Cool. Yeah, we had, uh, we were playing around. I, I, I pulled my 338 Amishon a while out the other day, shooting it at, what wasn't that, 1,600 yards or something. Yep. We, were, we, we took a couple shots with it each and some pretty big wind. It's it pretty fun to see it. It's pretty fun to come from where we're shooting the dashers constantly or, or 6.5 PRCs or these smaller guns and, and, and get out the big guns. That's all I used to shoot was big 30s and 338s. And, see in that kind of wind how little vertical there is and and how it's not relatively consistent they are even when you're holding you know three and four mils of wind they're still that thing was hammer time <laughs> pretty impressive i i pulled this gun out last minute we were going over to the shoot and we we're going to shoot a little bit on friday night or saturday night at a, at a long range target and i had some ammo loaded from like i think two years ago i'm not sure <laughs> it was seasoned <laughs> well <laughs> just stacked and we just i never checked zero we just went straight to 1600 and first shot missed just off the right edge and and um yeah we said all right we got this and, and got some good hits so anyway kind of fun to play with the big guns obviously you guys know we're always dashers and brs and playing with the little stuff a lot but those guns are another world normas and rums and big I've, I've built huge weatherby rounds and then big lapua lapua improves with big long barrels and it's pretty impressive i was shooting that 300 grain burger like 31 30 or something and it's just gosh it's crazy so <laughs> anyway um let's see i guess since we're on kind of newer products um as you guys have seen uh i don't know this is we're friday it's friday we're driving down to a match right now for sign in down in, in california um chase i believe thursday launched the chase curtis uh with curtis customs launched the made the the new action the valor announcement um so we can talk about that for a minute mm-hmm. i just threw up a video uh, this podcast i don't know if it'll come out today or tomorrow or monday or whatever yeah. but um excited about the outlet you guys have seen um you some of the questions are funny and, and to be expected because there's a lot of trash talking but you hear you hear the comments of well why are you why are you replacing this if why did you ever sell the vector if you if you uh if you and now you're going to sell this improved thing well the vector's been awesome and i love it but it's that's the same thing you could say to any truck companies well why did you sell last year's model and come up with this year's model it's like there's all you're always working on improvements that's right we're always moving forward so yeah there's there's fun in saying that um the vector was the best thing they had at the time and and i've really loved it valor has some some small improvements some better consistency i think you know working on even you know better and better headspace consistency action to action along with uh magazine um like the mag cutout improvements, uh, lighter bolt lift, a few more threads in the tenon, mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure. I think there's a few other things, but those are the big things that you know Jake and I are excited about. A couple so. of things I'm excited about is is obviously the ability, um, you know, with the new Magwell cut to to run the AI. Uh, magazines or the AW magazines kind of interchangeably and and, and very streamlined um, because if, if you have any magazine problems in your actions or if you ever had um, any magazine problems in your actions you know the pain of that and when you are able to, to feed stuff um, very good and you have a hundred percent reliability it just makes everything much more calm on the clock when you're shooting a stage um, yep. And if you ever get a little magazine problem, man, it just it just throws the whole stage off. And you know we've seen them in every single type of action. It's not one action is impervious to them and one isn't. Oh, yeah. That's not what it is. A lot of it is a, a fitment of a magazine, a type of a magazine, the action itself. What you know, you're shooting a short dasher round or BR round, or you're shooting a longer 308 round. A lot of people well, say yeah. that you know 308 feeds the best. Well, not necessarily. It just depends. You yeah. know, I've had guns that you know the magazines are tweaked and the 308's not feeding very well. Yeah. I've also had guns that everything's feeding good, and then you know, so it really it just depends on it. But you know what they're what they're trying to do, what Chase is trying to do, is just take some input from from shooters like myself and John and Dave Preston and Paul Reed and guys that are out there shooting a lot and saying, okay, how can we make this a little bit better? Yep. Uh, what uh, what do we need to do to make this a little bit better? Okay, we're going to make those improvements. We're going to push forward, and just keep making the uh, better product. And so we're you know, we're pretty happy about that. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's. And uh, again, don't feel like you got to toss your vectors. I love my vectors. I'm going to keep sh- shooting those as well. I just I've got barrels for them, and, and they run like tops. But um, so don't feel like you got to completely ditch them but this i think it's going to be a worthy upgrade when you're on yep. your new action purchase so check it out um i believe gosh you should have some stuff out of production real quick i know we've, we've had a handful there's a bunch in coding right now so they're just they're just finishing up so another batch that'll be ready to go so anyway i wanted to give a shout out to that um some improvements oh another thing i'm super stoked about uh product wise um, is the 419.0 press. <laughs> thing's a beast and a Dude, tank. I got mine. I just I got it right when I was leaving. Uh, I met Jake Wednesday. Uh, he drove from his house to my house. I jumped in the rig with him, and we drove down to California. We had a training yesterday that CS Tactical, Dan Bertacchini, Bertacchini and Jacob Danny, those guys kind of rounded up, and we came down and had a great class yesterday with with uh, 13 students, I think. Yep, it was great. So anyway, side note on that. But anyway, right before I left, uh, UPS shows up with this 419, so I ripped the box open before I was heading <laughs> out the door. That thing is a tank, yeah. and it is smooth as butter. So I cannot wait to get it going. I didn't – Well, I, I, I use uh, inline fab uh, – uh, Press, press mount so I'm waiting for a top plate from him and I've also been talking to him I've called him a couple times and emailed him a couple times about getting that case eject system that inline fab makes um, to retrofit it to the zero press which I don't think it's going to be a problem uh, inline fab doesn't think it's going to be a problem and as cheesy I was just I was talking to Clay Blackheader on the phone the other day he does obviously you guys know a lot of reloading and we were both just 
singing praises of that that stupid little flexy piece of metal but as cheesy as that thing is it saves you clay clay's like it's three times as fast i was like i was like i might be i was like hands down it's twice as fast and so to me it's a it's a no-brainer i cannot wait to get the zero press and that case eject so the case eject if your round's loaded you put it in there as you run it up, it seats your bullet, yep. and then as you bring it back down, it just knocks the bullet back out, correct? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really basic, simple, there's nothing fancy. It's a little piece of spring metal that rides against, when your press is up, it's against the ram, and as you lower it, it slips off the edge of the ram and presses your case out. It's so just are a, you afraid that it's going to ding up the case when it no, falls on other cases? No, I'm not. It just There's a little ramp out the left side. So I have a case eject system on my rock trucker. A lot of you, got, you guys are familiar with it. If you're not, there's a little spring piece of metal on the right side of the press, and it just it's not like it flicks the case out. It just presses it out as you run the ram down. It's a smooth press. It falls on this little ramp that comes on these these bins that mount right next to your press. So the round just tips over, slides down this ramp into this box. I'm not I'm not concerned about it at all, um, dinging bullets up or anything on a loaded round. I use it on uh, for sizing my brass, and it's super fast. And now with that zero press, you got the you know the I, th- I believe it's nine position uh, turret, and you, so um, you know you just click to your different sizing die with really really high precision i've been a big fan of the reading t7 press for, for years except the run out there's a little bit of run out there if you get really anal about reloading you know a rock chucker or a press like that holds better tolerance than the t7 does because the t7 will flex a little bit with that turret it does a great job but it's not perfect and the um this zero press is, uh, you know, zero run out, obviously, and it is a tank. It's got press bearings all over the place. It's just, it's built, it's a work of art. So, anyway, props to 419. I, I haven't ran it yet. I'm waiting for the mounts, but just, I, I sat on the bench and was, you know, running the running the ram up and down and, and moving the turret, and it it's the most solid it's that's, amazing. That's kind of what I like about it is yeah. I like the modularity of it. You can, you know, with the turret. I've always been a giant fan of the mm-hmm. T7 mm-hmm. Um, because of that particular uh, aspect of it. You could put multiple things on there, get them mounted up, and not very many people actually run more than just a couple rounds consistently anyway. So for me, I'm going to run my 6-dasher. Um, I'll probably run my 308 and maybe... You know, like a decapping pin or something like that. And so it's nice to be able to have everything in one. You're not resetting up stuff, then rechecking, and then doing your measurements again, tightening it down, and then you tighten it too far, so now you got to go back. And then um, it seems like this is going to solve a lot of different things. And so right now I currently have three presses. in my you know in my reloading room and i'm going to be able to replace them all with this one press and i'm really really jacked about it so and it's just so beefy and everything is strong there's no flex in it yeah um i'm in the same boat press wise i've got a coax a rock trucker two t7s and dylan's i got presses (laughs) everywhere and i'm thinking probably i'll lose the rock chucker i think i'm gonna lose the coax i hate sizing on the coax i do a lot of bullet seating on the forester coax press i'm gonna lose that and probably size and seat everything on the zero um probably just get another turret for it at some point that's a lot of uh, die spacing i'll keep the dylan's obviously but probably move the t7s everything that gives me more room for 
um, some case trimming. I just ordered the Henderson case trimmer. Guys have been raving about that, so I'm going to try it out. I've used the Gerard forever. It's great, great uh, trimmer, but I, I like this, the Henderson. These guys are local here, good guys, so I'm going to – I just bought that. Um, they're building it right now, so um, I'll have room for that and just kind of clear up the bench a little bit with getting rid of some of these presses, so – Anyway, I want to give a shout out to that. We'll, we'll obviously keep you posted as we get it set up. I don't, right. want, I don't want to be the guy raving about the best product in the world when you haven't really used it, but I've ran enough different presses, and just you can tell when you feel quality and pulling that sucker out of that ball. I don't know what it weighs, like 30 pounds. I don't know what it's big. It's, it's probably not that much. But it's so awesome. It's a tank, and uh, just it's just buttery smooth. So just a shout out to that i know a lot of you guys are getting them um right now too probably already and have i think them. honestly the the press technology um you know there's been presses on the market for a long time but we haven't really seen a new press that's that's meant for what we you know for what we're doing for a precision right. rifle yep. and so you know they they just took press technology to the next level and they made everything perfect and yep. smooth very very stout and strong Dude, and they kept it a turret which is huge yep. it's such a i mean that's the that's the if that would have been a really really nice single stage i'm sorry but i like my rock trucker a lot and yeah, the I mean, coax but and they all do the same thing yeah, right when you do a turret like they're doing with keeping that zero run out like that to me it's a no-brainer i mean it's it's expensive but man we spend so much time on the on that equipment i know i spend a lot of time in my reloading room so um yep. well, anyway should be fun so um, man, we're just going through. We're just we're just plugging product today. Plowing <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, um, I get a lot of questions on the radical. I want to do an update. It's it's coming along. They're behind every gun manufacturer in the country is behind. That's right. Um, so they're it's we're sticking with this final revision. It's in production. We're moving along. So I don't have a, a, a specific date. Uh, I want to keep you guys updated because I get a lot of questions about that. But looking good, coming right along. Um, anything else we want to hit on on product or? Um, you know, there's there's just there's, there's a lot of good product out. Um, and for us, what we want to do is we want to we don't ever want to push someone towards something that they're not going to be happy with. Yep. And so when we talk about product, even John and I shoot a lot of the, you know, a lot of different stuff. Yep. Um, some stuff works for us. Some stuff we could cross over and it would be just fine. And some stuff we have preferences on. And so it's just, you know, it's different. Uh, we're going to give you our opinions. We're just going to give you some no BS stuff on what we think. And there's a lot of stuff John and I don't agree on. Um, yep. You know, he's, he's got a different reloading method than I do. And, yep. and so we do, you know, we do that differently. And so he's got some different preferences there. Um, you know, we're just going to give you our opinions on it, and then we'll we'll rock and roll. But man, there is a bunch of good product out there. Yeah. Um, and of course, if you have any questions about about anything, whether it's chassis or triggers or um, you know so on and so forth, we're definitely uh, happy to answer any questions. And just just know that when we answer those, um, you know, there 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 could be a couple things. We're we're just going to give you our 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 straight up answer hey this is what we would not recommend or this is what we would recommend because we've been there and we've done that a a lot yeah um i started off with uh remington 700 243 and uh put it into a a stock i think it was a haug one of those black spider or whatever they are yeah i mean that's what i started off with and i've learned a lot of lessons since then 
yeah. on what actually works. I've I've bought and sold and bought and sold and bought and sold five or six, ten times before you really say, hey, why in the world did I not just start with X, Y, or Z? Because it would have just saved me a bunch of time, bunch of heartache. Yeah. Um, so that you know, that's kind of what it is. We want to yeah. we want to get you guys information so that it's yeah. it's easier for you. Yeah, and I. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> sound cheesy or whatever, but we really do. We're not keeping any secrets. We tell. I mean, I hope you guys know that all the guests we have on, we're telling you guys what we do and how we do it. And there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all, a lot of us are shooting BR-based cartridges, conservative. A lot of us, you know, a lot of a lot of similarities in what in what a lot of us different shooters do. And anyway, we're being straight up with you guys and trying to save you guys time and money and frustration because I did I did the same thing started with a 6SLR which is like a 243 improved or speed demon moved, yeah move through all the fast you know if the speed limit's 3200 then well let's let's bump up next to that and and obviously that's the best because faster is better well I mean we've talked about this a lot we don't need to go into this again but you know I'm trying to save you guys uh, frustrations and get you guys as competitive as you can be as fast as you can be and right. I think we do a pretty good job with that as best job as we can do with that so anyway there's a cheesy disclaimer so that was kind of cheesy <laughs> yeah it was but whatever we're driving by a bunch of dead <laughs> I don't know what these are we're down here in the, there's so many almond trees and vineyards down here I haven't been this part of California it's kind of kind of fun to come down here so um, anyway let's uh, let's jump into AG Cup a little bit um, it's it's the biggest match of the year for us, right? Yeah, well, it's the biggest match in the existence of of Precision Rifle. They yep. they have the best shooters, the toughest courses of fire, um, and the it's money. Kind of like, and <laughs> and they got the it's, money. It's the biggest payout. It's the it's the the third. I guess I can say it's kind of like a third party person or group of people that are putting the course of fire together, which I really like. And so Tom Fuller and Brian Sykes last year. Um, I think with the help of, of George Gardner as well, they yep. Yep. they put together a course of fire that was out of this world tough, yep. and it really challenges people, and it it it, it really shows um, different aspects of it. So there's three things on a stage where you can challenge, and so maybe some of the match directors and you know that are listening, they're gonna say, okay, um, what do I need to do to put on a really good course of fire? Well, there's three things. There's target size. There's position, and there's time. Yep. And so really what you want is you want two of those three to be difficult and to challenge them. And then you want one of them to be kind of a gimme. So, for example, mm-hmm. if it's a generous time, then you would make a tough target size and a tough position. If it's, uh, if it's a very generous target, say it's a big target, meatball type target, that's yep. okay. Yep. But then you have a uh, quicker time and a tough position. Yep. And so you see that having two out of the three can really play, um, play into a great course of fire that's challenging. Now, obviously, if you want to be really, really tough, then you'll have all three that are difficult. You'll have a tough time, a tough position and a tough target yep. and so but t- typically a regular match is going to have two out of the three um now the problem is is that if you only have one out of the three then it can really get meatbally. um and by meatball match we'll, you know we'll call it easy um or if you have none of the three then it's going to be super easy and unfortunately some of the matches have went towards you know, not not challenging shooters in in enough ways to make it a tough a tough stage. So what the what the AG Cup did 
is they went with you know at least two out of the three on every single one now obviously if you're in the prone then you have to pretty much wipe that position out because that's an easier position for everybody mm-hmm. uh you know unless you throw in some movement unless you throw in something like that that can raise that difficulty level from from just a prone position so if it's bipod rear bag you know everyone most people can get stable and hold you know within a tenth of yep. a wobble yep. on um, a tenth or no wobble on a bipod rear bag so that's easy everyone can do that and yep. and, and there's no there's no uh skill involved in doing something different but if you are going to do that then what you should you know capitalize on is your time and your position or excuse me time and target trying to figure out okay let's let's uh make it a tough stage uh we have to make it tough two out of three ways what are we going to do so that's kind of my match director mind coming out and that's what the the ag cup match directors they did so well. Like we went back and we we reviewed did, our, yeah. our course of fire. We've actually, yeah. On the, I grabbed my matchbooks before we left because we had like an eight-hour drive on Wednesday, and we were actually going through the course of fire. And when you're looking, it shows the target size. And when when I love the the you know get taking those three variables and using two out of the three. And when I look through here, I, none of these target sizes were tiny. They're all. They were all fair-sized target, but they used a lot of movement and, and a higher round count, a lot of 12-round stages with a lot of movement, which made it really fun. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't if – you, if you get real small with targets, we're getting sidetracked from AG, but if you get like one MOA targets, you start to induce uh, a little bit more – I guess there's a little bit more luck involved with – as opposed to using a fair size target and challenge you on position and time and stuff. I just thought they did a great job. There wasn't yeah. a lot of prone. There was a lot of movement, a lot of stuff where, where everything was doable. Nothing was stupid where you had people shooting off of, you know, standing off of a floating platform, shooting off of a piece of parachute. Cord, no, it wasn't chain. gimmicky at There all. was no gimmick anywhere. Everything was doable, but, but it was stressful. It was movement. It was a lot of rounds. It was, it was a lot of thinking, moving back and forth. And anyway, props to those guys. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. So, um, that match is, is coming up end of October. Um, I hope it's the same kind year. of course. Of fire. Yeah, I hope it's I hope obviously because I do well at those. Yeah, we hope we all hope for good fair matches. Um, and and if last year was any indication of, of it, it should be a good one this yep. year. So so that's coming up. The when we say AG Cup, it's um, the Armageddon Gear Cup. Tom Fuller puts it on um with armageddon gear he did it independent the first year he partnered with the prs and they they worked together a little bit this year but i don't believe that they're involved in setting up the the actual cup in any way i hope not um yeah just yeah <laughs> let those guys do their thing they did a great they job did last such a good year job. So, Leave them alone. so don't don't mess with it but um so tom and 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 christy i don't know who all is involved in making that thing go off but they do a really great job christy did a lot of work last year she so did. i'm sure she's involved this year yeah doing a lot a lot this year and and so anyway, that's coming up. So it's a there's is it eighty ninety thousand eighty thousand dollars I think. Or? I think they're doing eighty thousand guaranteed when it's all said and done. So they have all the shooters. Um, every shooter is required to to pay the thousand dollar entry fee. That's yep. going to be uh, I think it's fifty shooters max. And so um, if they fill that up, which I don't know if they will or not, but if they do, it'll be you know fifty thousand dollars in the pot there they also have from all the ag cup shooters that signed up for the series they have a 250 dollars series entry fee and so some of that went towards to the prs and some of it stayed for 
for you know record keeping or or whatever they did there i I don't know the the, all the details of how they hashed out their deal and then some of that actually goes uh, back towards the championship or the the ag cup as well so we're we're hopefully and then you get some sponsorship dollars involved and some thousand dollar matches um it's going to be a cool format uh, hopefully it hopefully it just takes off and continues to grow. Yep. I think Tom has some ideas on on how to make it maybe more uh, exclusive or maybe more elite uh, because that's how he really designed it to be. He wanted it to be elite, tough to get into, um, you know, high dollar payout, lots of lots of promotion with it, and lots of attention. Um, yeah, outdoor channels there john scouting with the outdoor channel there was filming last year right. they're working on that and working on oh i mean we're trying to figure out how to, the best way to promote and expose the industry and the sponsors and stuff there's um do, so yeah there's a lot more that goes into this than a normal match but um and ideally they have the best opportunity to get sponsors outside of our sport so i yeah. mean can you imagine monster energy or something like that you know signing on with the ag cup they have the opportunity to do that because they have the attention and it's it's always going to be the best shooters in the world that are going to be there it's always going to be you know have that cloud it's going to have the you know uh john scouting there uh filming it and doing commentating which he's you know very popular it's going to have all those things and so they have the best opportunity to really uh you know capitalize on on you know big sponsorship dollars like that like i mean that'd be awesome yeah yeah we'll see how it goes i know tom has big um you know big ideas and hopes for it and, and last year went off pretty good so so let's run through the format they're doing um it's it's kind of it's going to be different we have i'm curious how it shakes out last year was a two-day was a two-day match and winner at the end of a two-day won it which happened to be you and <laughs> yeah, it was a good it was a good uh good weekend for you so um this year's different we're, we're doing three days of shooting and every day stands independent which a lot of us has mixed feelings about yep. but uh, we know it's worth a shot and, and it's tom's thing so it, I, it is what it is i'm excited about it. i don't care but it i like the idea of a three-day accumulation of a, just a big long three-day match yeah that's not what we're doing though so day one to my understanding it's going to be every Everybody there so say 50 people that's the max um at the end of day one the top 20 based on that day's score will move on to day two mm-hmm. and there's five more that with the assistance of season points that's right will get kind of a free pass into day two because of how they performed uh, during the season during the whole season there was eight qualifier matches with the eighth of we're driving to right now the final one um and that will carry you on so you can make it to day two even if maybe if you have a rough start if you're one of the top five or whatever you have a rough start you still have some leeway to carry into day two um and then scores reset i believe there's a five thousand dollar is it a five thousand dollar day prize for whatever reason i thought it was five three and one but i but maybe that's not correct i know there's been so many numbers thrown yeah, around i'm it, not it's hard to know there is i th- believe there's a payout for day winners so you could you could win day two and win some money and 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 then um you know if you, if you got knocked out on day or win day one and win some money if you got knocked down day two you'd still leave with some money so there's some different ways to make some money which is cool so you get paid out for winners of the days individually 
I think some decent paydays. And then there's also there's going to be 30 stages, 10 stages a day for three days. The winners of those stage, which means uh, the most hits, and if there's a tie, it would go to the fastest time of of the most hits. Winners of those stages each gets a thousand bucks. So there's thirty thousand dollars to win on stage wins, which is awesome. Um, so you have day prizes and final. Um, and stage prizes so you and then you go from 50 to 25 to day two after day two they carry the top 10 to day one and then you said plus two i thought it was 10 plus two so it'd be 12 total yeah so 10 or 12 total um jake's usually a good number so i don't argue with him so if he says 10 plus two that's probably what's going well, on but, <laughs> but honestly in all fairness i've heard different numbers and talking to tom he doesn't quite know Okay. You know what is going on because I mean, what if only you know twenty five people sign up? Then then what you know are, are all twenty five going to go to day two? Like so, there could be some changes based off of off, off, of, off of what happens. Um, and I I kind of oh, I keep keep going with you. And then no, I, I just some, was going to wrap it up. So yeah, so then we go to day three. Everybody's score starts over. It's going to be top twelve, say. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner takes all. I believe it's thirty thousand for first, and then I'm a ten or fifteen for second, and then five or so for third. There's yep. gonna be a, a top three payout, which is awesome. So uh, it's it's fun to shoot for. You know, generally we're not shooting for stakes like that, um, and so it's you know this is a it's a big deal. Uh, we're excited about mm-hmm. it. We after the, this match roll home late sunday so we got next week to kind of prep and get ready and then we're flying to georgia it's in georgia we fly into atlanta you know um next week and we're there most of the, most of next week so you know it'd be awesome as a west coast ag cup uh next there you year go. we go east versus west we, we go just, armageddon we have, gear them, west. have them travel over here Man, I don't know if those guys know how to travel. Yeah, they don't. I've never seen it. <laughs> I love you guys. So here's part Jeff, of I haven't seen you on a plane very much. Mr. Walls <laughs> needs to fly. I want you need to come over, fly over here, buddy, and yeah, shoot I some know. shoot some matches with us. So I've been on, I think, nine flights this year Gosh, uh, to go to matches. And so when you look at some of the other people around the country that literally have not <laughs> been on a single one, and they've shot the exact same number of matches I yeah. have. It's like okay, there's there's this definitely is, something going yeah, on. This is us whining and yeah, uh, a little bit of wine, show, little bit of wine sh- showing our jealousy a little bit, <laughs> locational jealousy. Yeah, it's nice to drive. So we're driving right now, and it's it's nice. It takes a while, but it's pretty relaxed versus trying to yeah. get guns and stuff through TSA and catching flights. So this is I kind of like this. So so we have a couple. There's a there's a couple good things and a couple not so good things that I can kind of talk about with the ag cup and the format this year i felt like last year had that elusive the uh uh, exclusive exclusive excuse me it had the uh you know um it had a lot of attention on it a lot of people were were paying attention to it because it was like okay these guys are going to get together and and see who is who. Well, and there was some, I mean, there was some drama, too, because there was the debate when the list came out of the invitees or whatever you want to call it. There was drama of guys like, well, he shouldn't go. This guy should go. And, and yep. he should. And, and, you know, and this guy's got five wins. Yeah. yeah all this ex- different, um, different drama, which it is what it is. But it was definitely stirring the pot around the uh, Precision Rifle World, which was, which was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. And, and it was. And then you have... Uh, and there was there was obviously some people. There was probably ten people on that list that were shoe ins, right? There was guys that had won multiple national level matches, and or some tough matches that were shoe ins. And if if those guys didn't get invited or whatever, then you'd say, okay, something's going on. All those guys got invited, 
it was it was kind of the next group of of um, of those people, and we were actually a little bit saying, well, wait a minute, we have some guys up here that when they travel down to certain places, they skull drag those those you know those kind of people. Yeah. Um, I don't say those kind of people, but you know they they, <laughs> they perform very well all yep. over the place yep. and and have a really good track record. But may, maybe they're just lesser known and don't shoot as many matches. So this particular format, they're really you're able to kind of buy your way in. Um, if you signed up for for the AG Cup, um, whether you are one of the you know best shooters in the country or not, you can kind of buy your way into it, which is which has a different feel for it. Um, and I think that you know the AG Cup staff they they probably know that now. Um, it has a, a slightly different feel to it where. You sign up for the AG Cup. It's 250 bucks, and you go to three matches and get your scores. You can you can uh, you know get into the AG Cup. So I think with uh, you know with that, if they were to change it, gosh, what I would love to see is like Tom invites the 15 shooters that he knows are there. He looks at stats. He runs all those numbers, and then maybe you'd say like, okay. Uh, who are the top two shooters from Region A? Okay, you know, who am I missing, guys? Okay, let's get one more guy from that particular region in there um, that is really, really good because every region has a different group that knows of a particular person that is just, you know, killing it or or shooting or or a top-level shooter because people in the southeast don't necessarily know who does well in Maine. Or people in the you know in the West they don't yep. know who does well in Texas all the time right and so yep. there's there's a little bit of a disconnect on that so that's kind of where I would go with it and then you would you would guarantee yourself the best twenty shooters at the match or the best you know twenty five shooters at the match and then you could really kind of capitalize on that I I personally I love the smaller format yeah because with the bigger format. You do get some weird, uh, you know, where'd you start on stage inconsistencies and a little bit of yep. luck of the draw on it. And and if there's people that say that there's not luck of the draw, well, they're wrong because there is yep. when you get to a big match. And that's just everyone wants to run a big match as far as match directors because yeah. they can get more people out the facility and more sponsor attention. And, and so we get it. But when you start on the opposite side of someone, and one course of fire very well could be easier if it's windy or not windy or rainy or not rainy. You, you know, stuff changes from day to day. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, you split days up, especially that can magnify it. Yep. Like at a, you know, well, I won't say the names, but there's there's a handful of matches where you get lucky on different days. Or shoot, you shoot long range day right in the morning, clean paint, no wind. That's right. And then this, you know, the next squad shoots at the very end of the day, all shot up Mirage, and it's blowing 15. And like, the sun's it, right in your face. It, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> that is one thing I'm excited about. Last year was fun. We had two squads shooting right next to each other. That's right. The final day this year will be in one, I believe, one squad. Is it one squad? I think it's one squad. So just one squad, everyone's shooting the same stage. And, yeah, there'll be some minor inconsistencies, inconsistencies, uh, shooter to shooter. But, man, shooting the same stage and marching down the line, that's going to be as fair as you can make a match. That's right. Obviously, it's not tangible for a big match because, uh, you know, it is what it is. But we talk about this because we want to do it. We'll probably end up running, you know, 
you know, we have a lot of people out in the mess for the JC Steel match. I mean, we before COVID, there was, you know, pushing over 200 people. Yeah. Uh, we lost quite a few with, you know, COVID cancellations and stuff like that. But in the next year, I anticipate that match being huge. And you got to do what you got to do as a match director, get everybody through in a timely manner. Um, and, 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 and do it as fair as you can. But I don't know. That's The AG yeah. is going to be fun. Um, I'm, I'm kind of debating. I was telling Jake, I was like, I'm gonna, next week I'm going to try to get up like at 4 a.m. and <laughs> go to bed early and try to get a little bit onto that East Coast time. It's crazy. Time zone a little bit so I don't feel uh, just – just acclimate myself to that a little bit. I'm gonna. I'll probably do that next this next week. But so the uh, you know the other thing that I'm I'm I guess it's it, it can go both ways. Is I don't necessarily know with this particular format if the best shooter over the weekend is actually going to win, and that's no. what I'm a little afraid of. For example, if you win uh, the first day and you win the second day <laughs> yeah. and you get second on the third day. Yeah. Really, you are the best shooter at that match, but you didn't you didn't win it, and that's what I'm that's what I'm a little disappointed on because they they ran to that particular format, um, and so it's you know you could or you could, at the same thing you can get nineteenth place on day one, you can get tenth place on day two, and then you're shooting basically a one day match, and yep. and anyone can shoot good on a day. It's true. Um, and so now you can get first on the third day, and so you have a tenth, a nineteenth, and a first, and you are the AG Cup champion. Yep. Um, which which is you know props to whoever is able to show up on that third day. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it feels like it could swing different ways now it'll be, if it, it'll be interesting if the guy goes out there and gets first first and first and guess what he just earned it he burned yeah, he it down just had a, a really really good weekend he had shooting. a really really good weekend <laughs> and he is the ag cup champion he's the best shooter in the world yep. now it, if that happens then you know um then more power to that person yeah. uh, and i don't think that's going to happen with the amount of talent and 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 the level of ability at that particular match yeah so but there's something to be said for being consistent and so if you shoot the first day for example a regular two-day national level match you can shoot the third best on day one and the third best on day two and you're probably going to win and that you match win by 10 and you could even <laughs> win by a bunch because no. that's just how that's showing the most consistent shooter were you able to you know, and and that's part of it too, like oh, gotta, stage by stage. Yeah, like, I got to play devil's advocate though. All I, right, go I, ahead. Well, I agree with everything you just said. Um, just because I've talked to Tom and I said the same thing to Tom, and I got to voice Tom's uh, uh, reply, and, and I do agree with him in this case. He's like, man, he goes, if somebody comes out and skulls drag, skull drags day one, skull drags day two, there is zero drama going into three because he's got a twelve point lead, and we need some drama for TV. Because day three is the televised day. They're not going to televise the whole thing. That's day, right. Day three is the big day. I, I completely agree with that. I agree with this format. I agree with the idea. As shooters, yes, we like the – I like the idea. Someday I'd like to do a three, a four, a five-day match, accumulated score, and just see who's the most consistent shooter for a week. Like, Love it. We all want to see that. This isn't the case. This isn't the platform for it. Um, so I'm playing devil's advocate on Tom's behalf while I agree with everything you said. And I think all the shooters do agree with that. Like, man, we want to see the accumulated score, the best shooter for the most consistent shooter for those 
three days should win the match. But I, that doesn't, I don't, that I don't doesn't play if, on TV. And I don't know if all shooters agree with that. I think. No, you're right. I think the top ten consistent shooters they yep. they do agree with that. Yep. I don't necessarily know. Yep. Because guess what? Everyone can have their day, right? Oh, and yeah. so the people that typically aren't as consistent, they say, okay, if I can get in, yep. If I can if I can get into the match, yep. I can shoot well enough on. You know, really, it's top half of the shooters. So if I can shoot top half out of fifty on day one, yep. if I can shoot top half the next day, you know, really they're putting themselves in a chance to have a giant payday, and I and I love it. I think it's awesome. I think that they can, you know, they can do it. And so, and guess what? Everyone can shoot well on on a day. And so it's just about yep. it's about just burning it down on that day, having your stuff ready to rock and roll. So yeah, no, I agree. Gosh, I'm excited though. Yeah, yeah. And we're when we're we talk about this a lot. We all this is like voicing negatives or whatever you want. And I call don't think it. it's negatives. I just think no. it's it's stuff that we we it's, it's opinions. Think and about. sometimes yeah. we don't. It was like okay, we have opinions on a lot of stuff on how matches should be run and and meatball matches and 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 all kinds of different stuff. We talk about this. You guys all know this. You leave a match. You talk about. Well, I thought this was dumb stage. I thought this. I, we all have our opinions, and we all. This is the debate or the the dilemma that Jake and I are in with this podcast. Is we love the match directors. The effort. I, we know the effort it goes forth to put a match on. I never want to come on here and, and rip on a match. Never. But we all have criticisms. I have criticisms of the match that Jake and I run with stages we did. That, you know, we had some things like, okay, we could have done that better. Um, there was but, stuff that we didn't agree on on the, yep. on the last four minutes of the match. Well, yeah, we we <laughs> argued with each other a lot over over uh, over, over decision st- over the stage at our at our match, and so. Um, that's the dilemma we have in this podcast. Yep. We want to talk. We want to be real with you guys. We want to talk about the crap we talk about on the way home from a match. Um, of the lux, lux, our opinion of luck of stages or stage design or or a way a company handles something or things. And there's some things we're going to talk about. Some things we don't. AG's great. We're we're tight with Tom. Uh, we love the guy. We appreciate his effort. And so, we're like, man, we, it's fine to kind of voice our opinion. And I've, we voice our opinion with Tom. So that's why we kind of throw this stuff out and trying to be real with you with you guys as much as you know and you know bottom line is tom knows this as well yeah and he is truly trying to make the best match ever of all time that's his number one goal he says hey and so he'll ask questions this is this is his this is his decision this is his deal this is his baby yeah so but he's going to ask 30 people hey what do you think about this and then you know all 30 of them are going to have a little different answer they're all going to have a little different opinion he's got to take all the information and make the best decision for what he wants to do to make this um last year was was yeah you know and and i say it I say it obviously because I I lost I, it. I can say it. Well, yeah, you, I should say it. <laughs> yeah, so you should say it because it's it's it was, not the winner. He, right? he did he did an absolutely fantastic Bang job. job. It was it Bang was a very job. very challenge. Every single stage was challenging. It was awesome. I hate going to matches where Throw ten away. or twelve of the stages you have ten or twenty guys clean them. That means there's only eight stages in that entire match that matters. So I love that he made every stage a challenge. He did a great job. I didn't win. 
And so I can say, obviously, you had more fun because you won. Um, but he did a really, really good job. So which is which is with the, with with talking about these other things, it's easy because it's not like we're trying to fix something or have an opinion on something that didn't go well last year. It went really well last year. So I have full faith he's going to do an awesome job this year. We're just kind of voicing the the format. It's interesting. We've never done any match like this, so this is this is different. Uh, you know, kind of three back to back one days. It's going to be a fun experience. It's going to be a bunch of shooting. I got to figure out how to fly 400 rounds uh, to Georgia along with the rest of my shooting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think I need to mail something. I'm just I'm so excited for it. Um, I'm I'm a little bit butthurt. I guess is probably a good way to, <laughs> well, to say. Let's just keep the drama rolling, <laughs> man. Alive. <laughs> Why are we driving right now? We're driving because these guys are making me go shoot this match. <laughs> Why is that? Because I didn't get the free invite that I wanted. <laughs> so so it's probably good. I think from here forward, the the passengers winner gets the free yeah, invite. The following so year. that's not forward, the case this year. No, this year I I thought maybe I would probably get a free invite like they do. You know, like the Masters Golf Tournament or whatever. You know, if you win it, you get a you basically get a lifetime invite <laughs> to go to go we, do it. We should have Tom on this episode. I, 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 we'll, <laughs> we'll get him on. Yeah. And so, you know, he didn't explain that before he put the rules together for mm. the 2020 AG Cup season. So he tells me, I mean, and he shot me straight. He says, "Jake, you got to you got to qualify. You got to get in there." So I actually have to go shoot this match to qualify for the AG Cup, which is in uh, a two week, weeks. And, you know, <laughs> no, we two weeks. <laughs> but in all reality, I think I was probably going anyway. Um, I, you know, I got if, if if I lose or whatever, I, I got to hand off the trophy to the next winner. That that's going to be part of it. I, I mean, you know, I got to pass that torch of of, yeah. of shooting greatness for the weekend. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, I was probably going anyway. Um, I was going to find my way in. Uh, but just to make it all legit and make everyone happy that, uh, you know, I'll actually have truly qualified after I shoot this match. Oh, yeah. There were some people out there pretty excited. I've talked with them. There's some other buddies that are pretty too. excited that Jake wasn't qualified. They're like, Jake's not coming this year. Oh, how about that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, that? guys. He's still scheming. We got one more match. So. <laughs> So we're coming down here, Jake's hopefully have a good weekend. Wind is not wind's not supposed to blow much. It's gonna be a pretty calm weekend, so I'm imagining the hit percentage are gonna be relatively high. But yeah. Kerr also keeps you hopping with some good positions, so it'll be an interesting His match. His course of fire is great as well. Yeah. So Ryan Kerr's running this match, uh, final one of the year, uh, for for AG Cup. So anyway, yep. I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, anything else on the on the you know, just on the AG Cup, I'm I'm excited. I I love the amount of publicity that the AG Cup brings because it is truly the it's the it's the it's the biggest stage, right? It's the it's the match where, um, I mean, it seems like whether you're NRL or PRS or any league, you can you know if you go shoot some matches, you're gonna go to the championship or the finale of of those. Yeah of those and you know it it is what it is um you know those are those are obviously great matches or um those are our two biggest matches of the year obviously the finales for both leagues yeah finales for both leagues have traditionally been the 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 biggest but you never necessarily oh lord 
Um, you, you never necessarily know uh, that what. awkward noise Jake just made is us driving down the highway, passing a semi full of drywall because he's trying to drywall a shop right now. <laughs> he's like, oh man, look at all that drywall. I could use that right now. Yeah. So the uh, you know those those matches are are great. They typically just invite more and more people until they fill up their their squad, and that's not necessarily what um, a championship or finale match has really. You know that that's kind of been the lackluster on you know that that that's been the the disappointment on it. Um, where if you have a championship or a finale or a final match or the who's who, you know you you truly want to be able to um, shoot with the best, and you you know you want to shoot side by side with them. There's been a lot of matches, championships and finales, where you don't you don't shoot with you know the best. Uh, you're you're with. You're you're not shooting with your your direct peers, um, the guys you peers. Gotta, the guys you got to beat for the yeah, season. Yeah, the guys that you got to beat, and so because they they split the matches up sometimes, like what the uh, one that I'm remembering is two years ago or whatever in Oklahoma where yeah, yep. they you know they took the first guy and the 11th and then the 21st and then the 31st, and it was great to to shoot with uh, new people. Um, but we typically do that every match anyway. Like well, that's not we, the point of the finale. Yeah, that's that's not that's not necessarily the point of a of a finale of of a championship. So I think that's what that's what I'm so excited about with the AG Cup because it's truly um, the elite of the elite. It's televised. It's um, it, it's there, and. Uh, that and there's stakes on. I mean, anytime you put money like that, it gets the adrenaline moving. There's when you shoot with stakes. Yep, when you do right. anything with stakes, you play cards. You, you any sport you do, when there's something on the line, it gets more fun. It gets more exciting. There's more adrenaline. Love it. It's just Love better. It. And so this is the biggest stakes. It does. It is kind of funny shooting this and then having the. The, the 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 prior biggest match that was the PRS finale, and then having that afterwards, be like, oh, it's it's it, like it's just oh okay, we're going to pick out the prize table again. It was different last year because it was <laughs> AG Cup, and then right after was the finale, and it was like, man, the AG, it was just you got your nerve. Yeah. My nerves were going more than normal, so yeah. Um, and then the, the PRS, you know, or, or the finales, it's just at that point, it's just another match, and so yeah, I don't know. I mean, do, do do they change those up from now on to try to figure out something else, or or what's the the best way to go about that? Yeah, I don't I mean, we've had, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of debate around this. We've had a bunch of, we've got, this will be, after this year, we'll have three finales in Oklahoma in the last three years. Um, I give Austin and Tate, those guys, a hard time. Like, come on, guys, you guys get to drive to every match and the finales. So we, we talk trash to each other about that. But, but yeah, we it would be fun to switch it up. I think the leagues are always pushing for um for better ideas and since they mix those squads the, the the last couple years prior they have squatted in order of finish which is nice so so say in the finale squad one is generally the top 10 ranked guys for the year so you're shooting with the the peers that you have to beat for the season and and you go down the list so yeah they've changed stuff they're making they're always improving so mm-hmm. i think both leagues are pushing hard prs and nrl to continue to do it do a good job i have no complaints i mean but i do it would be fun to continue to maybe have the finale i've said man why we do two-day matches all year why not have the finale be a big three-day blowout it'd be awesome just a 350 round course of fire three-day accumulated score like it'd be great i would love that and i don't it seems i think most guys i've talked to could say they're like well you know a normal weekend match a lot of guys can kind of work around their work schedule and fit a match in and most guys, I think, could spare an extra day or two of vacation for for a finale, being an extra day, you know, or two 
with travel. And I'd I, love it. I would love to see finales move in that direction. A, a big blowout. You know, uh, we were talking about this. Like, man, do a do a three day match. Have have lights going at Friday and Saturday night for like a twenty two match in the dark because you just need lights to a hundred yards. Have a fun match. Like, you could do a lot. Anyway, so much stuff. So much stuff you could do. It's obviously it's a lot of work. We were kind of bouncing some ideas on how to do some different things and maybe do something crazy but i would love to see finales move to that but um that's a i mean that's a and and until they do it's just going to be another match right it's just going to be another another two day and just another two day and there's there's times where you know i i show up to a to a finale and there's you know two or three of the top 10 aren't even there anyway yeah. Um, you know, and so there's guys that have, that have shot really well that year, and they just don't make it for work reasons or whatever. Yeah, so it, Preston, it, it I mean, just he's had a, a couple years with yeah, family and work. It's where just he's another make match, it. and so anyway. that's that's one of the reasons that if we were able to make it something like a three day match, you could really say, hey, this is the pinnacle of this particular season yep. um, or series, and now we can we can roll into it and see it. But I mean, I get, I don't know, I get it. It's yeah, we see both sides. Especially you, you put on a lot of matches. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but a finale is a, is a finale, so I let's know, make I agree. it. I let's agree. get in a, a, a location where we haven't shot a lot, or or a a really epic location, more rounds, not just another two day. But yep. we're and talking, part talking of the, pipe dreams and opinions part of the here. Big, uh, yep, exactly. And we get this question a lot. Uh, we get questions from newer shooters or mid pack shooters, um, shooters that have been at it for a while that haven't really been able to step up to the you know next level and they say hey how can we you know put ourselves in a position to get to the top 10 the top 15 yep. because they want to feel those competitive juices as well they want to feel the you know the 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 series coming down and meaning something and so kind of our answer you know to that is continual uh, continual practice and training some of the best shooters that we know they all do one thing in common and they shoot a lot yeah. And they continually perfect their craft, and it might take you a little bit, you know, a little while. But obviously, don't don't go in with bad habits. You know, have really good fundamentals, and um, know, you know, do do what you know works, and then practice it, practice it, practice it until you can't do it wrong. Yeah. And then uh, from there, you're really going to be able to, you know, start moving up the leaderboards. And we've seen that. We get texts all the time. Hey, since you're training, we've, you know, this is what we did. And then we did this at the next one and they come to another training and now they're, you know, starting to kind of climb up those ranks. It's not an overnight secret. It's not an overnight success. That's the thing is like with training this weekend, it reminds me like we drill some, you know, you know, fundamentals is a bad word to some, but we, you know, you drill some fundamentals, you drill drills, watching trace, seeing where the bolts are going, all these things, all these things, put them together, and you can do all those things independently. You put the clock, and it all goes out the window. So, so it's it's drilling those things in. You yep. know them now. Now practice them. Now drill them, and now get reps. So, yep. get your practice in, but also you got to go to matches. You got to get yourself under the stress of the beep, That's and right. then keep those aspects of the game together and not have it all go out the window when the timer goes off. So yep. it's a combination of, of drilling enough at home, whether that's dry fire or live at a range, and really pounding in a good press, good breath, um, watching where the bullet goes, making solid corrections, getting all those things in play, and then having to have it all hold together once the timer goes off and your brain melts down. Because yep. there's, a, there's a pressure there that is hard to overcome without just going to matches and, sh- and getting some reps in. So get, get a you- really good example is we, we did our training yesterday, and yep. so maybe we can talk a little bit about the training. We did training here, CS Tactical. Yep. 
uh, Dan Bertichini uh, kind of organized it, put it on, and uh, John and I with VP Precision came out. We did the training, and everyone absolutely loved it. It was fun. We had a good time. And, you know, we, uh, we had a great time. And so in the morning, it was a, a one-day training. So with, with one day, you got to – we try to kind of format our trainings with one day. We hit fundamentals hard the first couple hours. We're hounding more fundamentals the next couple hours. Uh, we're doing some really good drills that they can take home with them. Um, and then and then from there, we have a little bit of time left over that now we're trying to run through some, some more drills, some more stages, get them in some pressure situations. And then while they're doing those, we're, we're right on them and we're hounding them about the same fundamentals that we've been talking about for the next, you know, for the past four hours. Yep. But sometimes when you get people on the clock, the bad habits that they've had, whether they're slapping the trigger or flicking the booger, whatever they're doing, all of a sudden those might come out again because they haven't really got the repetitions. They've done that for 5,000 rounds. And now they've they've pressed the trigger correctly. Now they're starting to shoot correctly yep. uh, for 100 or 150 rounds. It's not necessarily going to overnight change it. So it's a conscious effort to yep. get better, to slow down, to figure out what you need to do to, to become a better shooter. And then yep. eventually you're going to get faster and faster and faster at doing that. Um, and then it's going to become muscle memory to actually uh you know shoot correctly and, yep. and you know, there's a lot of different things a lot of different topics on you know how that is or or, or why or what but we we just want to make sure that yeah, everyone there's a, there's a lot of is pulling a really good trigger um, 100%. have an excellent follow-through yep. seeing where the bullet goes great recoil management and then just repeating it doing it again yep. and then pulling the trigger great um, you know, there's there's a, a bunch of stuff. You know, come to one of our classes. We we can obviously show you. But yeah, last you know. yesterday when we were at class, there was on lunch break. I got a bunch of text messages. It sounds like you guys all got in an argument yesterday about free recoil and and managing recoil. <laughs> there was a I don't even know what happened, but everybody Oklahoma was arguing <laughs> with with Washington and, and this and that. I didn't. I lost track. I didn't actually follow up and read all of it. I don't follow day, any of that crap really, was, but. It's, Someone was sending me screenshots about lunch break. I thought it was kind of funny. It, so. That is, that's hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, you know, yeah, and it's fun. just <laughs> it's it's different. If you're on a range, and this is something that we talk about quite a bit, and you know, kind of jumping into maybe some of the training stuff. Yeah. If you're on a range that uh, either doesn't have, um, you know, very much wind, uh, you can get away with a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where some of the comments of yeah, or rock solid props or super rock solid props where you put a, a sandbag down, you set your gun down, and it doesn't move. Yep. Well, there's different parts of the country that have to do things a little differently, um, fundamentally, to really excel. And what my my thought is is that one way that you can you can do it is not necessarily the correct way for a different part of the country. Mm-hmm. But if you teach someone something the, in my opinion, the correct way, then that actually translates to every part of the country. And that's what we've seen in a lot of our, a lot of our personal shooting, a lot of our match wins, um, is that we can travel anywhere in the country and do really well. Um, it doesn't necessarily go the other way around. Yeah, there's... there's uh uh, there's so many variables there that that uh, 
I agree with that. We're, I don't even, I even want to go down this road right now. No, I don't want to go down <laughs> either. Go, all all I I'm saying is for, I don't even want to talk about for this. training, you know, <laughs> as new shooters ask us, I guess, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. so back to that point, new yeah. shooters ask us, hey, how yeah. can I get to X, Y, Z? Well, it's going to be shoot a lot and do the little things correctly um, a lot of times to break those bad habits, and then you will, there you are will some start bad to grow habits. up there. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, some of you guys, Frank Galley and I have gone head-to-head, and, and I've had good talks with Frank, and we're fine. I, we had a good time at the at the Cup this year, and, and, and he, he does talk about competition scars, I think he's mentioned. Uh, I think it's a real thing. I mean, you get you get you get you you can't lazy. light triggers. You get lazy. These are gun, these guns are easy to shoot. I've got big guns. I got light guns. I got hunt. I got all kinds of guns that are big caliber that don't weigh much. It's a, it's a, it is a different world. I I do maintain that I think the top shooters in this league are very very good shooters. And you give them a light gun, they're still going to finish the same. Yep. It's just the guy. The other guys are going to move further down. Yeah, that's it's, right. It, we're, yes, we're going to get less points, but we're those same guys that win are still going to. And I will. Yeah. I stand by that a hundred percent. And I think the the top guys will actually win by a greater margin. By more, yep. Because because it's uh, the for, I I don't know. That's just how it works. I, I, th- um, I think. Well, we've seen. The reason you say that is because we've seen that guys say, "Well, it's an equipment." Or I've seen matches where they say. There's guys that complain. Well, the top guys have all the equipment, so they get more points. Okay, we're gonna have a one bag match, and then they do a one bag match because everybody win by has even one bag, more. and then the top guys win by even more. Yeah. So I don't want to get in that debate. My, de- my 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 comment is some competition scars where you do you get people in a class that have shot quite a few rounds, like a lot of the people yesterday had have been to quite a few comps, yeah. and there's a lot of good foundation there, but there was also quote unquote some scars maybe a little punchy on the trigger I, there was a couple people that would and I, I recognize it because I've dealt with it is, is is you can't I can't just touch the trigger and slowly squeeze I get panicky and I'm tapping the trigger I'll get punchy whatever you want to call it I saw that come out that's a lot of work and a lot of rounds to fix because it took a lot of work a lot of work and a lot of rounds to get screwed up so you can't you, you know there's there's there are scars that come out of these different things yeah. and, and it's a weird um, there's a lot of mental stuff to it, but anyway, there's a. It's when you get a bad habit, it takes a lot of time to fix it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it was fun. We had a, we had one day with these guys. A lot of really good. There's a lot of talent there. Um, a lot of potential there. Uh, you know, just you keep drilling and shooting, and I think it's. Uh, I mean, the, everybody's so good. They're so. Everyone's gear is good. It's just it's fun to watch. It's crazy the difference. And you, you'd say, say maybe some of the people that weren't as good in the class still hitting some tough targets at seven, eight hundred yards. We had you know ten, fifteen, twenty mile an hour winds, and there was hit, a tough stage we set at the last <laughs> stage. We had one stage at the very <laughs> end of the day that was as hard as anything I've ever shot in yeah. a match for a two day, and it was a what seven hundred and eight hundred sixty yards on a little. Diamond, a little, diamond. <laughs> a little Ipsic off of a <laughs> wobbly barricade and a tank trap and this table thing. So we set up a tough stage. Uh, and sorry, guys, I didn't mean to be that tough, but yeah, it, it was sporty. But but it's it's you know we're not looking at necessarily hits. We're looking at you know you kind of fall through put trying to put everything together in a stressful situation, which is just takes time. So anyway, we had a I had a fun time. Um, great people yep. cool areas is almond oh i'm throwing dan under the bus we oh, 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 real quick it was an almond ranch yes um yeah uh, uh brandon uh was there and he he owns it and runs it 
and just a really really fun guy. Super he's, good dude. He's just a great dude. So uh, thanks, Brandon, for yep. for allowing us to kind of crash your your little uh, humble he, abode there. He's got a cool range set up. So. Uh, we do appreciate you, Brandon. Let's throw back to uh, back to throwing Dan throw under the, the bus. So we're, fun. we're rolling in. Uh, I'm following Dan in the truck. We pull in. He goes, hey, "Let me grab my, let me grab my hunting gun just before we drive through this down into this spot in case we see, see in case we see a pig." Uh, roll log. It's right at daylight. We're at six something, and he brake lights come on. He jumps out. Um, I see this big old pig all by himself. Big old biggest pig I've ever. I've never seen a ton of pigs, but it's the biggest one I've ever seen. And it's running and <laughs> gets over this hill. So we park and I jump. I'm like, let's go. And it's getting good light by now. You can see a long, long ways. It's it's definitely shooting hours. And we run over this hill and it's it's moving across this field at out of 250 yards, 230 yards or something. And and Dan goes prone and misses. That's the end of the story. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll ever quit making fun of him for that. How do you miss a 60-inch pig at 230 yards prone? prone. The wind like, was blowing. We're actually, I'm looking at He's in a truck in front of us driving. And I could just, I wish you could me? hear this right now. Bertichini, are you kidding me? Oh, anyway, it was a big pig. So so Brandon came down, and, and Dan will never hear the end of this. So now you guys can let him never hear the end of this as well. So <laughs> we, Will you guys please help us out by reminding him? Yeah, every once in a while when you see him, just a, just a friend. <laughs> <laughs> a reminder about um, about that. So, oh, anyway, no, that's awesome. We really appreciate Brandon um, and, and, Dan, and Dan too. And I mean, Jacob, he, you know, Jacob we stayed at his house. Out. Yeah, we um, scratched his house. He set this thing up. Really good guys down here. That's I don't know. Again, cheesy comments, but it's the fun part of the sport is meeting a lot of good guys around the country. Right. And we're down here in California, which I make fun of all the time. I don't really have a leg to stand on because I live in Oregon, but I still make fun of California. And we get down here. I've seen more Trump supporter hats. We went in this super nice restaurant. No one's wearing a mask. Everyone's super cool. It's awesome. It's, I, 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 are you sure this is California? But anyway, really, it's we've had a weather's beautiful. I think we're in for a little treat this weekend. I think we're doing like some pretty good mile long ruck between stages. It's going to be two miles an hour and ninety three degrees. Oh, jeez, just so stagnant. I've got the one of you know those little baby carriers that you carry kids with on your back. I've got a big one where I have to carry Jake this weekend. So <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> uh, I'm so out of shape. Holy smokes! <laughs> I might not be at AG Cup after this weekend so uh, <laughs> what happened to john he yeah. died anyway uh let's do a couple wrap up we did last podcast we did was a what a saturday night at jake's between rock lake um we were both i think i was in fifth or sixth we never did see the scores but we we talked to enough guys who we knew their scores were ahead of us and jake was in seventh or eighth or ninth or somewhere and we first of all props to nick gardazzi burned down uh, both days and took the win. He held on to the win by three or four points? By three, yeah. By three. Jake pulled into second and I pulled into third. So we both had a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. Jake was on fire. Had a shot at the win until the last stage. Day, day yeah. one was it was pretty meatball no wins. Pretty high scores. Day two, the win really kicked up and it was a mostly prone uh, mostly prone day with some small targets. And you had a career day. I was a, I was a handful behind you. I think you beat me by, I don't know, five, six, seven shots on day two. So yeah. um, pulled ahead of me, but we ended up in second and third. So it was yeah. a good, it was a good match, a good comeback. But uh, props to Nick for holding on. He burned it down. And and really, what this is about is it, it's 
you know, it's about trying to be as consistent as possible yep. and realizing, and, I, and I've been very fortunate, you know, you, most listeners know, um, I've won 30 national level matches. Not so humble brag. I like that it. That was a not so humble brag. <laughs> so that's a lot, you, you know, and so I've, I've been there, I've done that. I've won some matches, but really what it is, is everyone is a really good shooter and, and also yep. everyone can have a, a great day. Right. And so, uh, you know, the reason I'm saying this is because really what you want to do is you want to put yourself in the top five or top yep. ten or whatever and just give yourself an opportunity to be as consistent as possible and just continue to have a good day. Yep. Um, and so, I've, like, if, if I have – if I shoot well, I feel that I'm going to do pretty well. Um, you know, sometimes you don't shoot very well and sometimes you do. But when you don't, yep. keep grinding. Keep yep. on it every single stage, every single shot. Keep on keep on it and, and really just try to focus on every single one because we have 100 opportunities on day one yep. to get points and we have 100 opportunities on day two to get points. And so yep. just try to, try to really, really uh, focus and grind in on getting – you know, as many points as possible. And then you just got to see where the cards are and see what happens. Sometimes yep. you don't get, we talked about earlier, you don't get those draws and, and that's okay. Sometimes yeah. yep. you do get the draws and, and, and it's a couple point advantage to start somewhere else. Sometimes, you know, um, you shoot really well and it doesn't matter what anyone does or where anyone starts and, yep. and you know, you, you're going to do well, but there's just, you know, we have, Nick is a great shooter. Nick Gadarzi is a great shooter. Oh, yeah. um, he's Very he's good. from up in our area. I've practiced with him a lot and trained with him a lot. Um, we've we've done trainings together a lot, mm-hmm. so I know his skill set. And um, you know, I've worked with him a lot. He's worked with me a lot. So you know, bottom line is is that I know some of these guys' talents, and they're really, really, really good. Yep. Um, and so you just gotta you just gotta focus in and see what you can do and and uh rock and roll but i tell you what you shot you, you shot really you shot really consistent both days you didn't necessarily burn anything down yeah, john the points i when i needed to have them i just there was a couple of stages some uh, there was a couple of long range where i was like i had to have it and i you know i dropped a couple two or three where i had to i really needed that clean to pull forward but shot i felt like i for the most part what was in I shot pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I I was talking to my buddy. He's like, "Hey, how'd it go?" I was like, "Man, I shot good. I didn't shoot great." And that's there I, you I, go. I've shot pretty good. I've had some seconds and seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths. I've been top five in my last bunch of matches, but I, I haven't cracked a win for a minute. So I'm kind of saving. I don't want to use it this weekend. I'd like to use it in a week and a half. I know you do. I so know you I do. don't want to use it on Saturday <laughs> or the first two days. I would like to use it on the third day. Yeah, so I'm the saving. Third day <laughs> is a saving the win day. We're saving a win for that. <laughs> so I keep telling myself. So. That's that's so awesome. Um, anyway, and, 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 yeah. and you know what? It can happen. Um, oh, yeah. If there's anyone that has faith in you, it's it's definitely me. That's I've seen you shoot. Uh, you know, you can you can burn it down to the best of them. So we just yeah. got to rock and roll, be consistent, see what happens. We're excited. A lot of people coming in hungry to this. I've been talking to a lot of different guys, and we're all friendly competitors. We, we like I like to see Jake do good. I just like to see myself do a little bit better, and Jake <laughs> is the same with me. And, Thanks, I, and I love buddy. it. I don't want... Jake wants to see me do good, but he wants to beat me. And I don't, I don't want it any other way. I don't, you know, we're pushing each other. And same with everybody around the country. A um, lot of guys I like to see do really, really well. I still want to beat them. Yep. And, and they feel the same. And, and, that, and probably, that probably brings up a really good point where 
Um, something that we've talked about is having a shooting partner and a shooting mentor, mm-hmm. having someone that can push you to be better it is very, very healthy for your game. Yep. And you're going to become a, a lot better shooter by by having that. So find someone of your same skill set or, or whatever, yep. and then just push each other to get better and better and better and go to matches with each other and you know uh train with each other practice with each other like you know we probably need to do a little more of it but absolutely you know just pushing each other to to hit small targets fast times tough positions and doing it over and over and over again and then also you know giving some some friendly critiques so hey what do you think about this oh yeah let's try it oh yeah that worked great or this didn't work so good let's try this and then you guys can just get better and better so if you're out there and you want to become a really good shooter, that's something I would highly recommend is get someone that is kind of your same skill set or anyone that you can just be a shooting buddy with. Yeah, anyone better, Shooting for sure. partner, yeah. um, you know, and if they're better than you, then I actually think that's that's better. That's the best. Um, because then you have something to work towards, and then you're going to be able to pick some of their brain a little bit on, on how to do it. But you got to, yep. if, if they're better than you, you still got to be able to challenge them as well. You yep. got to be encouraging. You got to challenge them, yep. Um, yep. so on and so forth. Yep. Yeah, that was. I, I think that was a big thing for me when I started was being able to shoot with, at that time, uh, Jeremy Bentham and Cody and Ethan. Those guys have been real familiar with how those stuff worked, and they were they were definitely better with me. I just started, and so Brian, and the draw. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know Brian until a little bit later, oh. but yeah, I started shooting with Brian Pence a little bit later, and he's in the same boat. Uh, the draw for me, the the easy thing for me was I had a place to shoot at my house, so. I wasn't this annoying new guy saying, hey, I want to come shoot with you guys. I was like, if you guys want, you can come shoot at my house, and there's not a bunch of range Nazis here. And so it was. I had I had a little bit of a leg up there. With They're like, all right, we'll come down. And we ended up, you know, we became friends, and it worked out. But but that was a big, a big, uh, big part of your really shooting journey. Incre- and it really sped up my learning curve, which is, again, part of the reason we're doing this is uh, there, some of you guys live in areas where you're not around other shooters, and, and this information, we hope, especially with equipment, like, I didn't know what to buy. There's a thousand bags. There's a thousand calibers. There's a, and, and way more so now. There's a, scopes and presses and dies and, and chassis and triggers and mags. There's there's a million products, and so this this podcast, I hope we can do some of that, you know, uh, remotely uh, for you guys as well. So, um, but yeah, get out to the range with some buddies if you can. So it makes it more fun too. Love it. Anyway, we've been we're we're over an hour fifteen, but um, we'll probably wrap this up. We wanted to touch on the especially those new products. That's pretty fun. AG is of course a big one. I don't know what our schedule is for podcasting with AG. We're obviously taking our stuff down there. The internet is. I think there's Wi-Fi. The in the cabin it was so so. Um, so I think I connect connect to Wi-Fi and hopefully get some emails out with the podcast and back to my wife so she could upload them. Yep. Um, we will certainly try to get an episode or two, for sure one. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll take everything. We're going to try to get an episode. It would be really nice to update you guys on standings and kind of how how it's going it is a little difficult because it's a pretty busy day and there's a lot of people we're eating and hanging out together so um but here's a question too um for one i don't want to forget about our giveaway with sloan and and get a grip uh but for two 
uh, let us know. Please send us messages. Post on on Instagram or Facebook on this post and let us know what you want to hear from AG Cup. Yeah. So if you say, gosh, I want to get an interview with whoever or yep. I want to do, you know, can you talk about X, Y, or Z? If there's something that you guys are jonesing to hear about, um, you know, and, and you want to get a good feel for, post it up. Post the questions up. Post the, uh, yep. the comments up. And what we'll do is we'll actually write those down. Um, over the next week and so we actually have a week or so that'd be great you know a week and a half before we can do that so post all these up because this episode that we're dropping today will we'll hopefully drop it here pretty soon and then that gives you guys a lot of time to to come up with those comments and so we we know we get a ton of listens on these and so if you have any questions comments that you want to hear from ag cup because that's going to be the next time john and i are together then we can uh We'll, we'll definitely try to interview some more people because everyone's going to be there. So maybe we'll just try to get little little snippets yep, of, uh, sure. of different different uh, people, even if it's tips or tricks or, yep. hey, give us one encouraging thing from whoever. Um, you know, we can we can definitely try to do that. So, yeah, I love yeah it. Uh, post up some, some questions there for us about AG Cup. I love it. That's perfect. And then let's, uh, let's wrap this up with, with plugging the giveaway again. We don't, I don't know for sure how long we're going to run this, but his pistols are awesome. And Sloan's a good guy. If you guys don't know him, Sloan Valdez shoots a lot of PS yep. and NRL. He's not just some random pistol guy that says, hey, I want to give a pistol away on a precision rifle podcast. He does this stuff all the time. Um, pretty good shooter and, uh, and also happens to make awesome Glocks and, and, and does other things with um, yep. a, a lot of polymer frame guns. So uh, we're gonna. He's. I believe it's a nine hundred dollar frame package. Frame work, slide work, Cerakote work. Him partnered with Cerakoted, who does insane painting. Has done my chassis on my guns and other stuff. So um, like, uh, should we should we give that away on the AG Cup episode? Yeah. So well, that's gonna be a week and a half from now. Yeah, probably. Let's we'll probably shoot for some some that week or something. Let's that would it. be a good idea. So let's do that. Let's that AG week. We'll do that. So uh, like his stuff. Uh, get a grip custom um, on Instagram. Tag us. Um, like, Tag the friends. Yeah, and then on our post, this is how we were talking. About, uh, I'm not a pro at this, and neither is he. But follow him. Um, and what we'll do on this on the original post we did last week on that podcast. Um, tag a couple buddies and from that list of tag buddies is where we'll pick the winner from but you need to follow him as well so follow us follow him and tag a couple buddies um, and we'll pick from that list of the winner it'll be a random draw but it's a $900 complete uh, just pimping out your Glock or what other polymer frame gun you got he does an awesome job so I wanted to say thanks again for that uh, great dude and yep and um, thanks, Sloan. Love you, buddy. Yep, for sure. I've got one, I want a couple of his guns, and I love it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I'm in the after AG. I've got a break about a month till the PRS finale, and after that, we got a little bit bigger break. And last year, I shot a first couple pistol matches in the wintertime when I, I told you I'm coming down, and I want to do it so bad, except. In nine millimeter ammo is like a hundred dollars around now, <laughs> and so I'm kind of nervous. I've got some reloading stuff. I might try to do it, but I'm. It's kind of hard to go down and blast just a couple hundred rounds for kicks and giggles when it's cost. You could sell it for thirty dollars around. I could almost retire on my nine mil stash. So anyway, um, uh, so we'll probably we'll do a podcast. We're driving back Sunday night. We got a long, lot of driving Sunday night. We'll probably do another podcast after this match. 
And um, anyway, I just want to thank you guys. We appreciate the comments, uh, the kindness, the support. Um, we've got shirts coming. We got hats coming. That's right. Um, I think there's some hats for sale on the website. Uh, we got some shirts coming. They're fun, so we'll do that. A couple guys have asked for them. We'll keep doing that more and more. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Doodles.